Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Oh, the Allbacks have tried to put pressure okay. on at scrum time. Okay. The Ireland have always managed to clear the ball. The kick is picked up by Love. And off he goes. Great run down the middle from Ruben Love. He split them open. Cullen Grace is there in support. Love's a pass back in field. Oh, what a try! What a break from Ruben Love. Something out of nothing. And this is Māori All Black Rugby at its best. Yeah, one of the great highlights of last night's game. It came a little bit too late for the Māori All Blacks to spark a remarkable comeback, but it did finish 30 to 24. There was a little bit of goal kicking. Uh, issues for the Māori All Blacks as well and their options uh, in the wet conditions from time to time. Uh, may have seen it go the other way in retrospect, but it didn't. Four yellow cards uh, in the match. Uh, it was an interesting game with four tries apiece in pretty average conditions. And sideline calling it for Sky Sport was uh, sevens great and uh, Sky Sport commentator Carl Tanana. Carl, good morning to you uh, once again. Thanks for talking to us. Uh, look, uh, pretty average last night, so a pretty good game of rugby uh, in, in the conditions, eh? Morning, Smithy. Yeah. Oh, man, it was um, <clears throat> the start of the game as soon as kickoff and the teams are in out. It was absolutely uh, shocking <clears throat> the weather that comes through. So, uh, once again, both teams try to play, but you'd have to give it to the Irish. The way they went about their work was pretty professional. And um, I think just the balance that the Māori All Blacks uh, didn't bring was probably the reason why it was that, um, well, why I think they sort of lost it in the end. Yeah, it was interesting, uh, the two approaches to the game. Um, Ireland, uh, particularly early on, taking the points at every opportunity. Um, and right from the very first uh, opportunity to get down in the 22, uh, the Māori All Blacks signalling they didn't want to go that way. Yeah, yeah, and... and, and um it's their sort of uh, ethos, you know, they love running rugby, and um, I just think now, though, and, and conditions do dictate, you know, and I just think they got a little bit wrong. They did create opportunities, yeah, but I think uh, there's a number of passes that just didn't go to hand, and in those conditions, it was always going to be tough to, to get that last pass away, especially when you're 50 metres away from the next bloke. So I think the, the, the Irish got a spot on, and Andy Farrell spoke about it, just these young guys going through situations and being able to manage these conditions under that extreme pressure against uh, a pretty good team. Is, you can't get any learnings. As you know, some of the you have to go through the grinder to really learn that as a young player and, and whatever professional sport. So, um, you know, I was really impressed the way that uh, young group of Ireland took the learnings from that first game and really applied it and adjusted and, and come out with that performance tonight. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Yeah, well, they led uh, from the ninth minute onwards, so you can't deny that they were lucky to win the game at any uh, point in time. And one of the early turning points was that remarkable try. Uh, they were gifted from uh, an unpredictable type line-out, which uh, uh, caught the Murray All Blacks completely by surprise. Yeah, yeah, and... and um, once again, that's um, the thing. They've gone away and thought about things, you know, and, and, and picked the right opportunity. And, and it come for the most experienced bloke on their, on their roster with 96 caps and PCLs, you know, just their heads-up play and gave it to Jordan Lama. It was way to the situation. They were probably the two most experienced blokes. And uh, they know in games like that, that's something that gives you confidence. And the young guys grew from that, you can see. And, um, you know, that sort of really got the ball rolling for them. 
Okay, so uh, now we've got a really good indication too, haven't we, of uh, Ireland's depth. If we look to the World Cup, we know about their, their top side, their top 23 players, but uh, underneath there is a bracket. If you particularly look at that loose forward trio, there is a bracket there just waiting. Yeah, yeah, 100%, you know, and um, I was really impressed with them in, in game one with that uh, Prendergast, Timoney and, and Coombs. I think in particular Gavin Coombs has had a fantastic tour. Um, that first game he scored a try, set up a try, and then yesterday once again scored a um, <clears throat> Try and, and it was really good around uh, all facets of his role, you know. So he's a guy that's really, I think, taking a step forward and um, in front of the coaches and really, um, you know, once again, as he says, Smithy is, is uh, putting his hand up for getting in the spot for the 23. So that's what um, any coach wants is, is having young guys putting pressure on the older guys, especially when you're leading up to a bigger tournament later on next year. Uh, KT, um, often in wet conditions, the number 10s can sort of dictate with their accuracy. Wasn't a great night for Josh Juwani, yet for Kieran Frawley, it was almost faultless. Yeah, and, then, and that was uh, one thing I was speaking, speaking to Andy Farrell pre-match. Uh, he was um, really wanting that Craig Casey and, and Kieran Frawley's new combo uh, to really thrive, and they did. I thought Craig Casey was outstanding too in the number nine duty, his delivery, his organisation around those ruck areas, and um, clearance was fantastic and it just gave uh, Frawley a lot of time to do his thing and, and Frawley's kicking options I think were, were fantastic in those conditions and I really applied the pressure and, and, and the Māori All Blacks try to run it out but I think sometimes um, Joshua just needed to take more control um, and yeah he was just off, off from the get go um, Smithy whether it be off the tee or in his general kicking he just wasn't hitting it right for some reason or another so it's, um, we know he's a classy player but yeah it was just one of those nights and you, and you, and you hit them days Okay, over the course of uh, the two games from uh, the Māori All Black point of view, um, KT, who enhanced their reputations um, for uh, higher honours and who perhaps maybe did not? Um, I, I thought Colin Grace, once again, was was um, was, was good these last couple of games. He, he ran a muck the first game. Obviously, Highland aimed up on him a little bit more <clears throat> um, the last night, but I, I think it was fantastic. Um, also, I thought Tyra Lomax did a lot of good work um, for the Māori All Blacks, uh, whether it be in his core role or around the park. I thought he was very busy, and um, you know, I, I thought he was great. So I think there's two guys, and we saw what uh, Zan Sullivan did. He, did. he didn't get an opportunity last night, but man, he, I don't think you can sort of rule out what he did in that first game because he really controlled and was a star turn for them in that um, in that first game in, in Hamilton. So it's. Um, Peter McMillan wants to give every guy a run in, in the squad. That's why Josh Morby got his debut in the 15 jersey um, last night. But I'm sure if um, you hear a different thinking, um, Clayton, I'm sure as Alan Sullivan being stunned in that 15 jersey. And once again, he's a left foot kicker. I mean, he's a great long kicker too. He can get you right out of trouble. And his exit in last night would have been a perfect um, opportunity for him in these conditions to, to really get the Māori in there. And uh, another position, especially with Joshua Arnie not hitting it properly, so I think he's another guy. Uh, I think it's uh, has really um, gone forward in the, in the last couple of games. Carl, I, I just wonder now. Um, unfortunately, this puts a bit of a full stop on on Maori rugby again. What is on the radar for them? Have you heard anything likely coming up on the back of the, I would say, outstanding success of these two matches? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't heard anything, Smithy. That's been the trouble, and it's. Always been the trouble, you know, and, and the Māori All Blacks do have a test series such as this and then um, go back into the wilderness, you know, and might get a game uh, against a tier two or three um, t- token ones later on down the track. So, no, I haven't heard uh, anything, and that's something that I think really needs to be addressed.
Okay, well, one possibility is uh, as the Pacific Nations Cup, so they could play against uh, maybe Australia, A, Fiji, Samoa, uh, Tonga. Um, would that would that be uh, ideal for you, or, or are they deserve it of better than that? Oh, I'd like to see them. They want to play Tier One Nations, uh, Smitty. I'll be honest with you, but um, you know, I think the the, the way that the guys have made themselves available uh, with Tonga, with Charles Piutau and uh, Falau and, and whatnot, I think you know that, that that's where they've predominantly gone to uh, for situations like this. And the Pacific uh, Nations are going at the moment, so um, it's pretty tough to jump in there. But some more obviously they're very strong squad when they're at full strength, and I suppose at the moment those teams will have yeah, full strength sides coming in as they prepare for the for, for the World Cup, but. Um, you know, I'd really like them to get more op- uh, more opportunities against the Tewans. I, I I quite like this concept, you know, of of these three. I, I like a three test series, and the reason why I like it is because of the Saturday night. There's a decider, and I don't mind midweek games either against quality opposition. I mean, imagine this time next year if we could dish up the same involving, say, France or or uh, Wales or England. Yeah, totally. And I think it's the perfect preparation. And Andy Farrell, I think, has really highlighted um, that's what he wanted to achieve and bringing these young guys around. And it's worked out perfect for them. Let's be honest. You know, he's said the hardest place to come and play and learn your trade is in New Zealand. That's why he's done it. That's why he's given it opportunities to these young guys uh, in the squad. And they've really stood up. And now they're uh, making a headache for him. You know? So I think it'll be perfect for us to get something like that to mirror that uh, leading forward. Because we know we're going to need tough games heading into World Cup up in Europe, which is going to be uh, ruthless. And um, you know, I, I just think sometimes maybe I could see um, our boys, whether it be the Test match or the Māori All Blacks last night, were too nice. And see the rugby, the referees tell us to roll away, and we roll away and leave those rucks and that clean, whereas I noticed in the weekend when the island tipped the, tipped the All Blacks up, and even last night, their work at the breakdown, they'll be niggly, they'll be stamp on your feet, they won't get out of the way, they'll look at the ref to hold the ball, and they're, they're, that's something I think we need to adapt to better, and that's what the All Blacks are going to get going up to Europe. So I think the more we're able to expose ourselves to that and change our mindset around it and adapt it, I think the better we'll be. So I think that'll be absolutely perfect while you just um, get about uh, having a pre-test series leading to World Cup. They, they, yeah, they do push. They push the boundaries uh, to their limit. And, and a, a lot of guys, a lot of sides do that. I mean, if you look at a New Zealand side, I mean, who pushes... Who pushes uh, the envelope the furthest uh, in terms of the offside line? Who, who, are, who are the best at, at being, uh, you know, um, niggly around the fringes? It's the Crusaders. Week in, week yeah, out, year in, year out. They push it. They win. They win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I think we just need to hit. Yeah, like I said, we need to get our run rights in that situation. And at the very least, you know, they're looking at the rest of the time to drop it. But it slowed the ball right down, you know, and we live on quick ball, so... I mean, that's something we really, really need to look at and, and adjust to and, 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 and get amongst as well because that's going to be the European way. It's going to be uh, um, refs. So, so, so it's the only way we can get around it and, and is, is start doing it. Tough on uh, Angus uh, Ta'avola. It's been a great debating point this week on uh, whether, in fact, it was a red card offence or not. Now we find out this morning, not only it was a genuine red card offence, uh, it was worthy of seven weeks, reduced down to three What's your what's your feeling on that? Who's well, the muppet who decided that? It's, it's just absolutely stupid. I mean, um, yeah, at, at the time, and we all know it that it wasn't intentional. And, you know, you got a you got a, uh, a centre with good footwork uh, using his feet against the guy who's coming across to try to make a tackle and can't get down low enough. So that, uh, that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think that's where a lot of people are getting frustrated, whether it be players, whether it be um, fans. Um, it's just, it's just 
there's no common sense. You know, there's no black and white. Reagan, I think that's where a lot of frustration is coming. There's a lot of grain. It's a, it's a, um, you have to be fluid sometimes. So for him to get three weeks for that, I think it's absolutely stupid. Yeah, I, I, I concur, and uh, our text machine is uh, echoing those uh, sentiments as well. Uh, KT, just finally, before we let you go, there is one hell of a test match coming up this weekend. You were sidelined last week. What do the All Blacks have to do better uh, in your thinking? And also, uh, any changes you'd make? Obviously, Ta'ava won't be there. I say there's a change off the bench, but what do you envisage? I thought, it, I thought it was tough for Dalton Pabaletti to go into the six role. I mean, he's a monster at seven. He's a pilfer. pilfer. He, he likes challenging at the ruck. I actually put him at seven, put Sammy Kane. I watched Sammy Kane uh, for for a period there uh, during the game, and like, I know he gets a lot of grief. He's a monster, man. Like The stuff, the stuff that people don't realise that he does, this little thing, is absolutely monster. Man, he was a big reason why I was staying up for that long. Some of those tackles he made and those shots he put on. Um, I think I would have put him at six and just let him smash people and, and do that and let Dalton get over the ball a bit more. So, um, you know, I think there'll be a change in the midfield. Um, maybe I'll bring in, um, uh, in um, Harvey, probably a big body in, in, in their number 12 jersey, maybe. I mean, who knows? You might get a Roger Tuovasashek and he might be a difference maker and he might get a bench spot. So, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a change. I, I still think we've got to figure out who our six is and then we need to muscle up. I mean, um, we need to nail their ball runners a lot more earlier. We can't wait. We have to go forward and, and put them on their backsides like they did to us. And once we stop their go forward, um, then um, uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll be a lot better. I think our set piece was fine. I think that'll be that'll be all right. But I think it's just we've got to stop their big ball runners and uh, get some go forward in the midfield ourselves. And I think um, you know that'll be all set up for us. But looking forward to your call there, Smithy. You sideline man. Oh, mate, it'll be it'll be absolutely humming in Wellington, my man. Yeah, I hope for better conditions than you copped last night, mate. Great call. Uh, thank you very much uh, for, for helping us out this morning uh, with your review of uh, that, uh, that clash and that double header, actually, between New Z- uh, the Murray All Blacks and, of course, uh, Ireland. Mate, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, have a great day. A uh, good rest of the week, pal. Thank you. Thanks for the go this weekend, my man. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91